1: What's up, you guys? Not Sean Ross Sapp here for the Fightful Wrestling Podcast. Uh, it's me, uh, A-Train, as they call me on on the forums, I guess. Uh, it's Alex Palowski, and uh, with me, as, as always on Tuesday, not always on Tuesday, actually never on Tuesday, but always on Tuesday, is Jeff
2: Hawkins. Welcome to Two Chubby Bald Guys and Anna Bauer. It's a, it's a lovely <laughs> show tonight. <laughs> uh covering all of smackdown. Uh, I'm pretty sure, man, wasn't, sure
1: wasn't that a uh, sitcom in the 90s on ABC? <laughs> I, I think, think it was Baby on CBS.
2: Bauer, CBS yeah. on the
1: Monday night block right there,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yes. Speaking of Anna Bauer, how are you?
3: I'm good. I'm the non-chubby bald guy. Apparently. Right. Exactly.
1: Work harder. An hour.
3: An hour. An hour.
1: Three chubby bald guys just wouldn't be good. It would be it would be a, it would be a
2: podcast. But so, so tonight, <laughs> other than hold on, so tonight other than SmackDown, I want to be sure we have a rundown, correct? Uh, the roast of Sean Ross Sapp is uh, the is second half of this show. Okay, good. I just wanted to check on that.
1: Most of the most of the show will just be a roast of Sean Ross Sap. Okay, good.
2: Um, totally right.
1: But uh, after Sunday, which was, I think, unquestionably and objectively the worst pay per view in the history of <sighs> views being paid, um, well. we got actually a pretty decent. SmackDown tonight with a lot of major implications and back to the old days. I think what everyone loved about SmackDown right after the, uh, the brand split was, hey, um, we're going to have this big match next week. So tune in, you know, as opposed to just Raw, which is like, we'll throw things together. Like SmackDown always said, this is your big main event next week. Tune in. Uh, and so that started again this week, as well as a return, a major return. Of, uh, of Y2J. Um, Anna, how happy were you to see Mr. Jericho back in the fold?
3: Um, well, okay, it started here at 8 a.m. And I'm <laughs> I'm at my parents' house, and so they were just waking up and were quite alarmed to hear me screaming at the TV at 8 a.m. Um, this is glorious. This is... Um, a lot of people said how they didn't realize how much they missed him and it, sometimes when love is just in front of your face you just you can't see it and you don't realize until it's gone and then it comes back and it's just like wow life is just so much better now that's pretty much what it felt like <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: uh, uh same and and Jeff i'm probably on the other end of the scale i didn't i don't not like it but i'm not I mean, I want Jericho to be away for a little bit longer. I, I I get why they brought him in, and it seems like it's part of the bigger plan to throw a lot of star power in a lot of bigger matches and try to get these ratings back up. Um, Jericho Because I, I, uh, <laughs> well, I don't like Mike <laughs> Kanellis. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 my, my thing is I like Jericho a lot as a personality. As an in-ring performer, I, I've, I've kind of... I guess it was, like, overexposure for a while because it felt like he was doing a Y2J tribute act. Uh, but he was really good tonight, I thought. I just don't, I don't think he's around for the long term anyways. I think he, this was just a one-night thing, and he's going to go back on tour for a while. So I'm fine with it.
1: Yeah, it was, uh, it was one of those really rare instances in WWE of a true surprise. Like, there was all kinds of rumors about Great Khali mm-hmm. coming back, and even if you hadn't heard him, you could have assumed yeah, they'll probably bring Great Khali out of mothballs and put him somewhere near the Punjabi Prison match, you know, because he
2: invented it. Um, uh, but <laughs> this was out of the blue. Trust you know me, I, mean? I will take I will take three hundred Chris Jericho reappearances <laughs> over <laughs> one Great Khali match, and all three hundred of those appearances will be over with before Great Khali gets down to the ring. So I, I'm fine with that.
3: But that's exactly the thing. If Chris Jericho had come out and said with Great Khali during the Punjabi Prison match it would have made equally less sense than what was happening already. So it would have worked.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Um, anyway, he's here because he wants his rematch. Damn it. Uh, because last time we saw him, he was getting carried off on a stretcher after losing the U S title to Kevin Owens. Uh, he's interrupting AJ Styles telling Kevin Owens, who's wearing a suit again. I love that look for Kevin. Um, (laughs) Uh, that he wants his rematch damn it uh and so now what are you gonna do you have y two j and uh a two j um, talking to each other in the ring uh why you know jericho's putting on the list all that kind of stuff and i love that they cut to owens who's already at the top of the ramp like he t- he just slipped out the back and if they had waited under 10 seconds he would have been gone i love that touch uh, and they say you know we we both want to rematch and then Shane O'Mac comes out, who actually, I think, is the last real, true surprise return with Shane O'Mac last year. Um, and he says, yeah, you, you guys can both have a shot, and you're going to do it tonight. Not SummerSlam, which is what I thought, but tonight. Um, thoughts on the impromptu, giant, triple threat match between these three
2: guys? Uh, like, how, how, like did, you, did you expect it to, to happen tonight? no, uh, just- no I, no, I didn't. I'm happy they did it tonight because I don't think I can take another multi-person match being added to this SummerSlam. <laughs> um, that, I mean that was my fear that it was going to be nothing but multi-person matches the, the whole the whole way through just to get everybody in the roster on there. Uh props to them for the continuity pick. Also, I, I had I had forgotten that Chris Jericho was still owed a rematch for the U.S. title. Um, and combining the two, I thought it was clever storytelling, and and I, I think this was a nice way. Um, if, if you believe the story about, about the pin on Sunday, I think this was a nice way to, uh, to get around that.
1: Yeah. Anna, did you, uh, would, did, were you as shocked as I was that they went ahead and did it tonight?
3: Yeah, I didn't expect that. And I thought, I mean, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Shane O'Mac bringing it up was kind of like pointing a finger at the sore spot. But at the same time, if he didn't, people would be complaining anyway, um, I really liked what they did. If it was a botch that happened on Sunday night, then this was a great way to go about getting KO the title back because it wasn't the same thing, again, like we saw later on tonight. I, was, I really liked it. I love, I love these three and I want to keep watching them forever and ever. And I think just right. This is not going to be a long-term stint from Jericho and yeah. it made sense if he was in town he yeah.
1: could do it, then, yeah. I know he was in the States. He, uh, he joined a wedding band. He was at a wedding and decided to just sit in and sing a few songs to the wedding band because he's Chris Jericho and he's the greatest. Um, uh, the other thing was I looked it up and Fozzie doesn't have any more tour dates until like mid-September. Oh, then maybe he's in for the SummerSlam push. He could be. if 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 I mean, did, he doesn't have any conflicts as far as that goes. I mean, as far as what I could tell when I looked up Fozzie's tour dates. Okay. So that's a possibility. Um, either way, you know, we'll talk about this later when we get to the match, but I could watch these guys go at it a couple more times in various pairings, if not another triple threat. Um, the next thing we got on the show was a rematch of Battleground, um, which I was watching going, hey, uh, you guys could have done this on Sunday and it would have been <clears throat> better than what you did on Sunday Could we, we might have seen that and then we wouldn't have been able to do the rematch because you wouldn't have screwed up the first time. Um, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Baron Corbin uh, was a lot more urgency, a lot more physical. Uh, both guys looked a lot better even though there was a clean victory. Um, Anna, uh, do you agree with my assessment that even though <laughs> one guy lost, both guys looked better?
3: Oh, completely. It wasn't... The match on Sunday felt like a blow-off match for some reason, and this was the match we probably should have gotten. I know that they don't want to hurt anyone, but I think, yeah, that was a lot more hurtful. Um, There are a couple of spots in this I thought looked savagely awesome. Um, Nakamura being turned inside out on ringside. Corbin's finishes in general are just... They look so good, and he is getting... I. I love him and I just, it's still the same thing I've said for the past couple of months. I really wish that creative would just let him be the beautiful butterfly that he is and fly. (laughs) Um, But he he is having his moments in ring and he's managing to put in his little bits. Sorry, I'm getting really distracted because for the first time on Google Hangouts, they're actually showing us when we are talking and I really don't want to see it. Anyway, um, it was just the same thing though, like story-wise, why is this feud still happening? I guess that's the end of it now since Nakamura is being pulled into the Cena thing we'll get into later. But it wasn't, there wasn't really enough disdain to merit this kind of a feud and there's, nothing was really put on the line except for pride. And just At the end of the day, I still care more for Corbin than I do for Nakamura. And even after Nakamura won, it took the crowd, like they were into it and then they died. And then Nakamura had to get them back up to join in with the chants and stuff. And it's just they're not doing these guys any favors.
1: Jeff, do you agree with Anna that Baron Corbin is a beautiful butterfly?
2: I think oh. you're a. I think you're a beautiful butterfly, Alex. I haven't it's seen you in so long. It's been special. Uh, no, yeah, it is. Yeah, we should talk a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was sweet. It was, uh, especially because I had planned to cut a promo and I decided not to. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think for all the all the criticism of Nakamura, uh, people saying he's going fifty percent or we're we're only getting you know kind of a go through the motions, Nakamura. It's obvious that at least in the ring with Corbin, he's really trying to make Corbin look good. I mean, no nobody has to do a flip bump on on a clothesline if they don't want to. And, and Nakamura's flying all over the place for the guy. My, my favorite part of this match, the last third of this match, I thought was great, especially that uh, kick to the back of the head in the corner. I thought that was spectacular. Uh, this is kind of what they do with Money in the Bank contenders is they get g- they give them the briefcase and then they go on a bit of a losing streak. But I think this was more to get the feud out of the way for right now to set up the nakamura Cena match. But spoiler alert: I think Baron Corbin comes down and ruins the John Cena Nakamura match in some way, and that's how they get around not pinning anybody there, or or at least clean.
1: That's well, certainly a, a, an option. Um, I, I have. I'm. <clears throat> my thing with the Money in the Bank has always been that once you have it, I feel like you should either you know, for lack of a better term, shit or get off the pot. You know what I mean? Like, after a while, and it's just this blue thing he's carrying to the ring. Like, it's not a, it's not a, um, I don't know, it's a very odd um, detail. The, the 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 best version of this, a guaranteed title shot, um, is the Gift of the Gods Belt in Lucha Underground. Mm. Which you can be challenged for. And if you lose that match, the person who beats you gets that gets the title shot until you yourself cash it in. So there's a there's a there's a way of doing it. I don't know if you do it exactly like that, but I would it just feels I would, like
2: I'd get rid of the suitcase entirely because yeah, from what I remember of the history of this thing, that suitcase was originally a rib on the guy who won it. They'd have yeah, to carry yeah. it through the airport and put it through, you know, it, security well, and still what Baron Corbin has to do. He's carrying yeah. it everywhere. They, you know, they make him do it. So I'd, I'd make it Chekhov's gun yes. to use a literary reference. I'd I'd get rid of the briefcase and just have it. You know, it's there, you know, it's around, but he doesn't carry it with him everywhere he goes. We know he can cash it in at any time. I think I want more I want more mystery to it to be honest yeah. with you. This is a um this is also
1: an extended rib on Baron Corbin because basically for the entire first year of his uh being on the main roster, he had to carry that damn Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal trophy <laughs> with him. Like it was his damn car keys. Every time he came down to the ring, it was sitting there by the ring. He had like next to it. And after that, now he's got a briefcase at least smaller. He can put it, you can check it. Uh, when he goes on a flight, but um, yeah, this is this is an interesting way of getting rid of this and maybe 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 moving on uh, for Shinsuke or Baron could just decide he wants to ruin everybody's day because he's Baron Corbin. Mm-hmm. Um, either way, um, I like this match um, much better than the one uh, at Battleground. Um, a lot of a lot of what they were doing tonight seemed to be um, getting rid of the bad taste of Battleground. I don't know if that was intentional before or if it was a reaction to the reaction, but uh, it felt like palpable, like they were going, yeah, no, sorry, we, we, we know our bad, so let's, let's, let's uh, change gears, um, which, which I'm totally fine with. Um, the next thing we had was, uh, was our, I believe, um, women's tag match, um, which we all thought we were kind of going to get after the, um, the five-way at Battleground. That it was like it looked like it was going to be Tamina and Lana versus Becky and Charlotte, and that's what we got tonight. Um, I thought they were going to drag it out until SummerSlam, and I was like, oh, please don't. Please, please don't. And they didn't. So that's good. Um, The match was won by Charlotte after several boots that were big. Um, (laughs) But the story of the match to me was the aftermath after Lana uh, tagged herself in and then lost. Uh, Tamina was very upset with her. Um, and both women who are not the strongest of actors, had to portray very nuanced uh, feelings of, of betrayal and anger. and uh, I might have a concussion, which was a lot of what was Lana was doing. Um, uh, and then Tamina just said like, let's go. and like Lana had to like sheepishly follow her out. Um, Lana, I'm mean, uh, sorry, Anna, as, <laughs> as the woman, as the woman here.
3: <laughs> okay. My fault.
1: They um, look a lot alike. Yeah. No, Lana, Anna, Anna, Lana. I don't know. Uh,
4: Oprah.
1: Uma. <laughs> um, yeah, Oprah Uma. Uh. <laughs> Is that a joke that you and I get, us old guys from what twenty-five mm-hmm. years ago? Okay. Yes. So, um, <laughs> as a woman, Anna, how do you feel about the way that they're? Using Lana and Tamina together, it feels very um, prison movie-ish, and uh, I don't well, know.
3: Are we going to talk about the Natty and Naomi backstage thing? Yeah, well? we'll
1: we'll talk about that as part okay. of this. Um,
3: I will say that their acting is nowhere near as bad as what we saw in that promo before yeah, this match. That's true. I've suggested a theory a couple of weeks back as to what's going on between them. Um, As I mentioned, there is a musical called Rock of Ages where Sherry is lost and she's just been broken up with and she comes across Justice Charlier, who is a madam of a brothel. Well, a gentleman's club. And then Justice Charlier takes Sherry in and it's like a pimp girl relationship. Not saying that this is what they're doing, um, wouldn't put it past them, but it feels very much like that kind of a relationship. I'm sure, I was going to say I'm sure that's not what they're doing. It, it could be. Um, but it definitely feels that way. Tamina has some kind of a hold over Lana. Maybe Lana is just that lost without Rusev, that Tamina is her new Rusev. It's interesting, and I appreciate it for what it is, because it's something different and something we haven't seen before. I will say one thing about the match, though. There were a bunch of you-can't-wrestle chants to Lana. Look, she is not doing that bad. I get, given this is WWE main roster, she probably shouldn't be in this position, especially since we have girls like Emma and Summer Rae who can't even get on TV or get on TV and get killed. But I just think it's it's just uncalled for. And it's not like they're putting her in this position where she you know, she didn't win. She's not going to win. They have this storyline for her and Tamina that I don't think they could do with any of the other girls right now. Just let it be. Yeah, that's my that's my think tank for the day.
2: <laughs> it's it's a it's a double-edged sword because you can't really let it go because then I mean there there's a part of Vince McMahon's psyche that's going to say look I know they want women wrestlers but Lana's a personality I'm going to get her over whether they like like it or not so if you <laughs> shame people into say into not saying you can't wrestle Vince basically wins in that way and Lana it gets it becomes an even bigger star it, it, it's it's it, I understand your point as well and I agree with it. In theory, it's it's just such a weird dichotomy. Uh, I was mocked, mocked ferociously by a certain uh, hat, eat, not hat-eating flake, um, that that this uh, that this Lana storyline was a long-term thing when I suggested it is a long-term thing. Yeah. It is it is a mentor-mentee relationship, and Lana is eventually going to learn how to win. That's going to be the end point of this. She's eventually going to get a victory, and it's probably going to be over Tamina. Um, <laughs> uh, I think it's funny that you, that you it's say it's a
3: whiplash story.
2: Yeah, it's a whiplash
3: in yes. wrestling. Yeah,
2: yeah, it is. Uh, and and, and you know, <laughs> I never thought I'd compare Tamina to J.K. Simmons until, <laughs> but but here we are. Um, yeah, no, I, I think that's that's the way they're going with this. Uh, while they have the other women wrestle for the title, they're giving Lana this redemption story, so to speak, uh, to build up her character. Now that she's lost twice to Naomi. Uh, as for the, uh, <laughs> oh my goodness, did you know that Natty's a heart? I, <laughs> I, I'd heard such things. Um, she that again. Um, I I did, li- I did like the Naomi part of, of the promo. I didn't I, I mean it wasn't her best, but it was better than most when she goes on there. But Natty n- she needs to be herself rather than these terribly scripted lines. I half expected her to bring up a cat Instagram. During the time, because that's the only thing she she hasn't brought up of late. Um, you know, I, I like, but I liked Naomi's half of this promo quite a bit.
1: I, I liked uh, the the subtle thing of you need to get out of the dungeon, as in the heart dungeon, and into the into the modern oh, we day. Got
2: that. We yeah, got I mean,
1: that. but I mean, it's 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 more subtle than you're a heart. You know, <laughs> you need to get out of dungeons, At least it's a little bit more subtle than that. Um, True, uh, and uh, I, I mean. Is it just kind of lazy, and you don't like my belt, and I don't like you? You know what I mean, like or excuse me, my title, uh, um, the 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 glow on the dark, uh, you know LED lights, the light bright uh, title belt. Um, it does offend some purists, so to have a, a you know a, yeah. someone of the lineage of Natty be upset about it makes sense-ish. But I don't think you can build a feud on that. Um, you know, it's a lot of it is that Naomi wants Natalia's respect and Natalia won't give it. Okay, fine. Again, I, I don't know if I'm going to care at all about this. We're glossing
2: parody. over the best part of this promo, which was Carmella. And yeah. and, and Carmella's shirt for a free. free shirt. shirt. Yeah. That was good. And yeah. knock, I like I just the salty of knocking on the briefcase. Yes, she comes in. I thought, I thought that was a nice little little villainous touch that, that she right. added. I
1: thought that was really if, cool. If Carmella winds up cashing in the briefcase at, at SummerSlam and becoming the champ, she'll be she'll have the most personality of any champ uh, since Alexa Bliss on this on the show. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. well, obviously it's just Naomi, but but anybody who's even a bit a contender, like because they haven't allowed Becky and Charlotte to really sniff the title contendership. And, you know, even if they did, they wouldn't have the same amount of personality as Carmella. She's killing it. So the fact that they're keeping her out of matches entirely while she has the belt, is uh, the briefcase, is interesting to me, too. Um, that that's a thing that they're she's not even wrestling since she's won the briefcase. Um,
3: well, right now, she is their secret weapon. This, as soon as, like, Naomi's bit tonight, she's been a lot better than tonight. Tonight was kind of awful. And having Natty come in as well, I was just sitting there going, these girls need acting classes. There is no two ways about it. I've, I've never seen Total Divas. I don't know what Natty is like on that show or, you know, naturally, um, given that it wouldn't exactly be naturally. But it's just, it, no matter how bad the writing is and the dialogue is, you can get away with certain things if you have the skill to pull it off you know we've seen some people say some ridiculous shit but it's you know the the dialogue is laughable but it's forgivable because they managed to pull it off with this stuff it's just pain it's painful to watch and you need Carmella. Carmella is the only reason that i'm willing to give this a sniff otherwise it's
1: just it's just too painful <laughs> Speaking of painful, we get to relive that Punjabi prison match in the next promo <laughs> vignette that they show. Which, of course, they'll only show still photos from because, I mean, come on. Okay, it, most of your stuff's on YouTube anyway. At least show that that footage. Um, anyway, so uh, after that, Jinder comes down and he demands an opponent at SummerSlam as though he would have been left off the card. <laughs> You'll have an opponent, dude. Just just, (laughs) Shut up. You won't have to defend your belt. You can keep it for longer. Just be quiet. (laughs) But um, the obvious thing happened, and uh, John Cena came down. He swerved us all uh, by saying, I'm not here to offend you. And then he basically offended him. Um, So, yay. (laughs) Um, But he basically said, I'm John Cena, so I get to do whatever I want he actually called himself Super Cena, which was fine. day, hey, way to be honest. Mm. And uh, he said, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fight for that title at SummerSlam. And then he started to leave. And then Daniel Bryan's music hits. And he says, no, 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 no. Even if you're John Cena, you don't get things handed to you here. So uh, while, while I wanted to say, hey, Jinder Mahal's sitting right there. You might not want to bring up having things handed to you. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah. So he says uh, next week. We're gonna have John Cena versus Shinsuke Nakamura on free TV, which offends a lot of people for some reason. Uh, for the number one contendership to Jinder Mahal's WWE title at SummerSlam, Jeff Hawkins, what do you think of this development and your prediction for next week?
2: Well, I gave my prediction for next week, but I will give. Well, it again. okay. Let's say let's say Baron Corbin's out of it. Um, let's say let's say he can't get involved. I think so. who, who I think wins? Cena wins, probably uh here here here's my thing about this this promo uh i i this is the john cena i don't like this is the the wacky playing it up to the back of the room being disingenuous cena if he had come out and done kind of a, you know what i respect you for being the champ and really you thought he meant it i thought that'd be kind mm-hmm. of a cool touch it a little been. subtle thing for for cena to do here it's it, 16 time champ, you know, that's what, that's what he does. Um, Um, you know, that, that I, that I don't really like. Um, I, I, this is also the first time here's here's an interesting twist. This is the first time I watched John Cena in that outfit and thought you're way too, you're too old to be wearing those clothes. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he he does he does look <laughs> like the world's largest most muscular 10-year-old boy.
2: <laughs> yes, and I just went, okay, he looked a little old in those clothes for the first time. I I to me, at least I went, okay, it, maybe it's time to grow up Peter Pan. But uh I I think the match next week will be good. I think both guys, I mean, you know Cena's going to want to have a big match at least as long as it goes. Uh I still think someone's interfering in this dumb thing. <laughs> um because I, I just can't see them beating either guy clean. So, so there has to be chicanery somewhere. Might even be Randy Orton at some point coming down because uh, he's mad. But um, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very much looking forward to seeing Nakamura, especially if Nakamura is motivated. Anna, your
1: thoughts on this development and your prediction for next week? Well, at least
3: we have a sidestep for a straight-up America versus a world match again. um look next week is going to be awesome Uh, regardless of the outcome I say that now it's going to be awesome um it's just gotten to the point where I I had someone saying that they're actually making me feel ashamed to be American or I'm paraphrasing and you know it was joking obviously but it is that sentiment of okay stop." Like The nail is in. You don't need to keep hammering it. We get it.
1: The horse is already dead.
3: Yes. Um, and I'm <laughs> sitting here during this and had this realization of, oh, my God, I'm actually on Team Deltoid. How the hell did that happen? I am <laughs> on Jinder's side now. Like two months ago, that was not even an option. But it's just gotten to the point where it's, uh, I'm. it's the same shit. And Cena, those promos leading up to the flag match and this week as well, it was just kind of insufferable. But I, this is the track that they're on. Um, hopefully, now it's just going to be the one match that they're going to do this and leave everything else and
4: go on the- This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done.
3: A very merry way. I just, yeah, I'm just going to choose to look forward to next week's match
1: because it <laughs> will be good. Um, we, we skipped over this little detail uh, that you and I uh, tweeted at each other about, Anna, that during the promo at the beginning of the show, Chris Jericho comes out, and he tells <laughs> Kevin Owens to shut up, because it's not Montreal, this is America. Mm-hmm. And we both said, you're Canadian. And I thought, oh, no, no, wait, he's a babyface, and therefore must be pro-America, even if he's from somewhere else. Uh, that's just the way it works, and it's, it's absurd. Um, Jericho has dual citizenship. Well, it's true, but he is from he's from Winnipeg, you idiot. We're claiming uh, him as our own. I don't <laughs> care. As everyone knows. Well,
3: dual citizenship. I mean, America is the stronger gene, so therefore it's
1: kind yeah, it, it of. It's the big most big dominant yeah. genius. That's yeah, <laughs> true. Uh, <laughs> um, um, yeah, I was not expecting a, uh, a Cena versus Nakamura match uh, uh, on a on a SmackDown versus number one contendership to Junior Mahal. He. You went ahead and go ahead and tell me that about six months ago and see what my reaction is and see if I have a head anymore if it's exploded. Because that's just a ridiculous thing to me. Um, I'm, I'm happy to see it. I do think you, you are correct, Jeff, and that there's more than likely there will be some kind of schmozzy finish because uh, I, I, ju- I, just don't, I just don't see them uh, sacrificing Either guy... Well, they might, though. I mean, because honestly, I don't know what they feel for Shinsuke Nakamura at this point. I don't know what their plans are with him. Um, I do think eventually it's going to be Cena who takes the title off the bad, bad, bad man who's from a different place and talks funny. Um, because that's his M.O. Um, it was interesting to me that, that they said... Um, for before... Before um, my, my person who's going to answer my demand comes down to the ring, I'm going to talk to my people, in my language, Punjab. And then the third thing he says is John Cena. Like, if you watch back that thing that, that Jinder says in Punjab, he says John Cena, but doesn't say anybody else's name, so it kind of gave it away before John Cena's music hit. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's weird. Like uh, Even if it winds up being Shinsuke Nakamura versus Jinder Mahal and not John Cena, which I think is the best-case scenario of that, it still pales in comparison to you know, Big B 4-Way over on Raw. Like, SummerSlam, you know, it's supposed to be equal between the two, and there's no way. Like, not at all. Uh, so SmackDown's really hurting for stuff right now. As opposed, unless you, you, you... know The U.S. title is the bright spot. And the, tag, and the tag division. But a lot of other stuff over on SmackDown not doing it for me. Um, speaking of not doing it for me, Mike Kanellis. Um, I said this when they, when they debuted, I said, is there, is there, is there room for this guy? Like, aren't there all these other people who can't get on the TV? Like at least we got to see Ty Dillinger. That was fun. Yes. He was off TV for a, for a long time and now he's back. That's good. But where's Luke Harper? Where's Chad Gable? There's all these people who were way, way more. I'm way more interested in seeing than than Mike Kanellis. Uh, I do appreciate his Rick Rude tights um, with his own wife as opposed to his opponent's wife. Um, But I, I just, I'm, I'm not into this. It was feel like a very much a middle of the second hour of SmackDown filler match. But I don't think you need those because you have a possible Chad Gable versus Luke Harper match you could throw in there, and they could take up the same eight minutes as opposed to this. Uh, Jeff, did you enjoy
2: this tag match? I found it very confusing um, because the booking logic is, okay, Sammy got the win at the pay-per-view. Mike got the win at SmackDown the week before. Uh, They didn't show any highlights or stills from the match at Battleground, you'll notice, which was very interesting, but they showed all of Mike Canals beating Sammy Zayn. And then you had Aiden English who beat Ty Dillinger on the pre-show. I don't know if they mentioned that at all on the broadcast and the, and the thinking in theory here would be to even it out and give uh, Dillinger the pinfall but they had Sammy get the pinfall on 8 and, it it's or it was on English right or was it on uh, It was on Canellis they what, just kept on Canellis again yeah, yeah exactly okay th- this gimmick is, is is pretty much toast <laughs> um, yeah I, I just i i don't understand why you know how you watch things and you go, why is this here? Why is this here? That 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 was my thing because none of these four are getting um any uh forward progress out of it. Mm-hmm. That's that's was my only thing. I do like Aiden English's taste in, in paintings. And I like <laughs> the painting behind Anna. That's that's a nice little but who, who painted that? My dad painted that actually. He's very good. I, I, I like that. I've been staring There'll at be that this whole time. Too, so
1: um, how did you enjoy this tag match, Anna Bauer?
3: Look, I am incredibly biased because it was my nerdy dream come true. You had Sami Zayn and Ty Dillinger tagging together. It's Team Canada. Um, I appreciated it for that, and I don't mind. Mike Bennett, I'm not going to call him Mike Kanellis because that's just their thing that they're trying to rip him on and I don't mind him and I like Aiden English and I thought it was, for what it was, I thought it was good, quick, entertaining match. Um, they had a lot of fire behind it. My only complaint really was they cut to a break straight up and we didn't get to see it. And the irony is Canada didn't get to see it either. So whatever. Um, you know who
2: didn't also, get to see it? America because it was yeah, I mean, on in the really, second screen. America gets to
1: see it. We get the good stuff over in America. Yeah, USA. Yeah. USA.
2: Yeah.
3: Well, there you go. <laughs> um, another thing is it, you would think by this stage and I know it's just is what it is and I probably shouldn't be complaining about it because it is what it is. But you think by this stage, if there is someone who is continuously at ringside who disrupts matches and interferes, that refs or GM would know now to just say, No, you're not coming down. Because this is the third match. This is the third match he's had and the third match that Maria has interfered. Right. And it's just stupid. The refs look stupid. Right. Um, yeah.
1: My question as Re- well. authority figures, yeah.
3: Yeah. My question as well is, is she going to be competing at any point?
1: I don't know. I don't think so. I I, I, I don't know. I mean,
3: it's just kind of—it's like, a wasted opportunity. They bringing them in. If they're going to do something with them, given, yeah, you're right. There is a bunch of guys that are already missing out. So if you are going to bring him in, you have her there. Make something different out of it.
1: Yeah, but 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 I, I think
2: they wanted her for Total Divas, and she came in, and they brought them in a bit too late. <laughs> oh, good. which which isn't, which
1: isn't it, it's, it's just not necessarily true I mean they're filming total Divas right now they could put oh. her on the show but they decided not to um so yeah I, I don't know what they're mm. um oh,
2: they do have
1: happening. they do have my favorite entrance music uh even more so than than glorious for Bobby Roode uh, I love this entrance music very much and it it irks me that I sing along to it uh, every time, even though I hate the people who are coming out to it, um, uh, yeah. So this is a little mid card thing. Get some everybody some shine, and we move on, I guess, or not. I don't know. I, I feel like Sami Zayn's trapped in this in this level where he's far above that. I think Ty's above it, but I know Sami's above it, and it doesn't it doesn't do much for him at this point. Um, that's my only real problem with this. Um, I have no problem at all with uh, the Usos just laying waste to the New Day because they're the Usos now, and that's what the Usos do to people. Um, I missed this originally, and then I had to go back and find it, and I'm glad I did because, wow, that's fun. Uh, (laughs) Do you enjoy a good Uso on New Day beatdown as much as I do, Anna?
3: That was fantastic. Kofi being smashed into the screen was disgusting and so cool at the same time. It was just it was so simple, so perfect. Big E comes running out with his thing half down, and then just gets decimated. I mean, this is the USO Penitentiary, and I guess the refs would be the prison guards, and they are the worst guards ever.
2: Jeff, That's it. I like any semblance of real violence, um, and I liked the I liked the creativity of doing it during their intro and interrupting it. Uh, I, I really, really liked that. Uh, it was something I had thought about very, very early in the New Day's tenure. Like, what if someone just attacked him during during the talking point of it? And it had gone back into the recesses of my mind. And I just love the way everything about this was executed.
1: Yeah, um, I have, after SummerSlam, before, no, sorry, after Battleground, I have no problem with these guys continuing this feud because they're so great together. Before Battleground, I was like, I'm done with these, with these two together. I don't like it. Because of what they were doing with the Usos as being cowardly, and they're not. And they showed it tonight. Like, it's, a, it's an ambush attack. But they were vicious in the ambush attack, and that's what you need. Still the, the technically match, cowardly, but it works. Still technically cowardly, but it works. Um, because it really, it's three on two, and if you were super cowardly, you wouldn't go and uh, attack guys three on two um, I, I, I just think that the match at Battleground was so great. It was evenly matched. They each guy gave it their, their each, each team gave the other guys their best shot, and only one team came out on top. That's the way matches should work, as opposed to one half of the match not wanting to fight, which I feel like is what you see mostly in um, in WWE. Um, but I'm I'm all for the continuation of this. What I am not all for is them not giving us a fashion files tonight what gives i mean we what happened to deputy dango and officer breeze after the lights went out um i i was that's what I was looking forward to talking to talking about the most on this one SmackDown podcast
2: I get to do. That again. is really
3: <laughs> tragic for you, actually.
1: It <laughs> really, really was because that's my favorite thing every week. Is
2: you the know they fun. set up all this great stuff for next week and you won't be here, Alex. Man, that's just that's, a shame. That's true. I mm. won't even
1: talk about any of that good stuff.
2: <laughs> um, they
3: walking dead at us, dead at us
2: with this. They,
1: yeah.
2: Well, you never know. Sean Ross may get trapped in Canada, which would be hilarious <laughs> in its own. possible.
1: Right? <laughs> Customs won't let him back in. Um, uh, so prediction, real quick. Uh, Luke Harper and Eric Rowan seems to be the top thing people think is going to be the person who is attacking Brizongo. Uh, other people are saying it's Sanity, but they're heavily involved in stuff right now in NXT. I don't, I don't know if they're going to do dual yeah. stuff or if they're going to do a quick call up. Um, I think it's
3: too too soon for Sanity. Um, I mentioned before the show. Eric Rowan posted something on Twitter during SmackDown, which apparently has been pulled, according to Jeff, since then, and... I just can't find it. (laughs) Oh, all that. Um, It could be absolutely nothing, and I could just be reading way too much into this because I want this to be true. It was Eric Rowan systematically going around and mutilating all these sheet masks, like setting them on fire, drawing on them, whatever, and there was just one quick shot of him at a dining table wearing a mask and someone sitting opposite him wearing a mask who had blonde hair. And it was Tyler Breeze length. It could have actually just been a chick. Don't know. But I would like to, I really hope, believe that this is it, that they are actually taken to the compound and some weird shit is happening.
2: I'd like that. I would not mind if the, if you say that the, somebody with blonde hair is sitting opposite Luke Harper. I would not mind a Luke Harper, Dolph Ziggler Eric, tag wow. team.
1: <laughs> yeah, where is Dolph?
2: Exactly. I mean, he hasn't been around since the – <laughs> That's the only That's the only other possibility I could see is if somehow Shelton – He was straight, ahead, and than that. And it, and straight ahead. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, to, me, to me, it's probably going to be Rowan and Harper because that seems to be the easiest path did
3: um, related said to makes
2: sense. Yeah.
1: Before we uh, we get into the main event uh, a couple of backstage interviews uh, Shinsuke Nakamura did his version of you can't see me but he used both hands because he's adorable. He's Xanadu
3: it. He Xanadu'd it.
2: He's totally he, a- Xanadu. <laughs> <laughs> he complained to me about my my arcane references. <laughs> Xanadu. Jeez. I'm out.
1: Um so yeah, so it was that's that's fine. I like you know, it was, the promo that was the best thing they've they've had Sinjseke Nakamura say. It was short, it was quick, it made sense, and then they moved on from it. I don't think he needs to say anything personally,
2: oh, but if Alex, stuff, you know. Alex, you're so wrong because because the promo with AJ when they're talking about Sammy is the oh, best Nakamura say?: saying. That's
1: true. I like him.
3: <laughs> I will bring good. up though, the crowd were chanting New Day rocks through this entire promo. And I don't know if it's just because the screen wasn't on in the arena or if something oh, yeah. was happening there, but that wasn't
1: great. Might have been. Uh, and earlier, uh, Kevin Owens was very upset with Shane McMahon, said he didn't care who he was or whatever, something like that. Um, it's fine. I, I like that you're, you're setting up a Kevin Owens hates Shane McMahon angle because that works for me. Because if you actually ever did a Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon match, I'd watch the hell out of that. Because Shane McMahon will do whatever it takes to put another guy, make another guy look great, and so will Kevin Owens. So that would be, that could be fun. Um, but the main event. Uh, this triple threat was better than I thought it was going to be. On, on, honestly, I thought it was going to be schmozzy. I thought it was going to, like, everything was going to fall apart. It was going to be DQ. Owens was going to use a chair. This, this was a really, really good. I liked the three of these things. Even though you could tell Jericho's been living that rock star life. Like He's carrying a few beers down there in, in, in the belly. Uh, but still can do the moonsault onto a dude giving a calf crusher to another dude. So, yeah, I'm, uh, I, I was really pleasantly surprised by this. Really loved it. Um, Jeff, what did you think of the match itself
2: uh, and the result? I'm taking you to task for that Shane McMahon comment. I, I don't want another great wrestler versus Shane McMahon match.
1: Oh, here's the thing. I, I don't want it either, I think they're going to give us another Shane McMahon versus it, a great wrestler match. And if it's going to be Kevin Owens, I'd like that.
2: Okay, fine. As long as it's not at Mania. No. If he's jumping off a cell or something, I'm fine with that. I just don't want it at Mania. Um, Shane versus no, a man- helicopter at Mania. The match itself, uh, quite good. Uh, the spot you mentioned to me—that's one of those things where I go, that makes no sense. Why would he jump into a flip on? A-? But that's just my overly critical mind going. It,
1: lo- it looked fun. You know,
2: yeah, so I'll do a flip <laughs> onto a guy holding onto a guy's leg. All right, great. Um, no, the, the one spot I absolutely loved was was the uh, AJ springboard and the Jericho. Uh, jump onto the second turnbuckle to do the to the drop kick where AJ once again the master of the bump that looks horrible mm-hmm. but he's actually fine. Yeah. I mean that thing I <laughs> just I cringe. I'm like you're you're 40 or you're near 40. Right. Stop that. But um, that that was that was the spot of the match for me. Um, I loved all these near falls of the of the tropes of the triple threat you know the one guy gets the big move someone throws a guy out and they get the pin nope two count love those Love, love 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 this match and good on my, my my home state people of virginia for getting up on this match and 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 sending it home uh lively to the rest of the audience watching anna
3: I just have to take my hat off to Chris Jericho for jumping straight back into a ring and doing all that. Mm-hmm. It's been all three of them are incredible and I love this match and I love watching them. And I, yeah, I really hope Jericho sticks around for at least a little while till SummerSlam. They were just some really fucking awesome moments. There were a couple of slight, maybe slight, not botches, but just slower cues and I would put that down maybe a little bit to ring rust but it, hardly anything and hardly anything really worth talking about um, the amount of times that it, that fire between uh, Jericho and KO and then AJ will just try and jump in and then literally be pushed out of the ring it happened about three or four times and I just thought that was such a nice little like the fire between K.O. and Jericho is still burning. And that spite is still there and it's still so beautiful. Um, and then that entire bit at the end of K.O. just going apeshit, he is, not to use this catchphrase, and he did say it at Battleground, K.O. is phenomenal. He is probably the best actor in the company at the moment. It's yes, And like that's how you do it. That's how you discriminate against people is by discriminating against everyone and not just a specific like he used the line it's not fair that you people dislike me because i'm better than you will ever be that's it really that's all you need to say it's not you people it's not you know it's everyone's shit and i'm okay with that
1: (laughs) yeah Yeah. um i i loved um there was a lot of stuff there because there's still history between jericho and aj like they were like very contentious they hated each other at that uh, at you know like about 18 months ago now, or whatever it was, um, but they ne- even when they were like both baby faces and they kind of like, hey, uh, I guess we're cool now, right? Well, not really, because that's still there, and that was cool. I liked the viciousness between them, and yeah, you're right. Um, Kevin Owens and Jericho, like, they're they worked so well together, both on the same side and opposite each other. All of that, all that stuff was great. My favorite, one of my favorite things uh, was a little little thing uh, was. Um, Jericho uh, had Owens in the Walls of Jericho, and he saw AJ Styles coming to break it up. So he just dropped Owens, and J- Styles ran right into a codebreaker. Like it was just really smart. Like I know you're gonna break this up, so I'm gonna break it up for you, and I'm gonna take you out. Then I'm gonna go right back to beating up the other guy. Like that's yeah, that's um, that's good. That's I like that. I like the psychology of three guys who really know what they're doing in a triple threat match. Um, the ending was also kind of perfect uh styles being an opportunist because uh he's just a smart guy you know and he gets like normally you don't see the, the baby face steal a pin but um but i like it um and i love that what ko said to shane it's not fair because either the other two guys could pin each other and then i lose my title that's not fair and it's true like that's what At least that's what happened. I don't know if it's, true, it's not fair, but it's true that's what happened. Um, and I'm really looking forward to uh, a one-on-one Styles versus Owens match next week. On the same night that we get John Cena versus Shinsuke Nakamura, um, SmackDown is really trying to redeem themselves after Battleground. <laughs> like that's what it looks like to me. Um, are you guys um, thinking we're going to get an actual finish next week to this KO AJ match? Or are we pushing this off to SummerSlam for a blow off? Jeff?
2: I think there's a good chance they hot shot it back onto Kevin Owens and they just decide they keep going back and forth until Summerslam. There's a shot of that. Um, I don't expect it. I, I think I think AJ probably keeps somehow uh, I, th- I think there's a chance that they do that Nakamura AJ match at SummerSlam. Uh, don't quote me on that necessarily. Uh, there's a lot of options they have here. I'm, I'm interested to see where it goes. Anna?
3: I think the feud continues. I mean, yeah, I don't necessarily know if SummerSlam is going to be it. They could potentially prolong it even further by bringing in other people and putting stuff in hiatus, especially if Jericho is back. I mean, I'm guessing if this is just for a short stint and then he's going to go back on tour or do his spoken word thing or whatever, he's going to be out again for a bit of time. So there, you know, it'd be good to see not so much ending to Jericho and KO, but something I'd be interested in seeing what else there is there. It could just be flogging a dead horse at this point, but Mm -hmm. I don't think so.
1: Right. Um, uh, One thing I did want to mention that I don't know if you guys noticed this uh, um, earlier today, uh, Daniel Bryan vowed that he and Renee Young were going to bring back Talking Smack tonight via Tout. And everyone was like, oh, you guys are cute. That's funny. That's that's really good, but you stop teasing us. And they actually did it. Like, uh, they did like a two-minute version of Talking Smack uh, via Tout, and it's been uploaded to Daniel Bryan's Twitter. I have not seen it, but I know that it's there, and I'll be watching that as soon as this is over. Um, you guys, what is your thought about the new era of touting smack? Um, because I just love that Daniel Bryan and Renee Young are just deciding, no, 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 we're rebelling against this whole thing, and we're going to keep doing this because we had a lot of fun doing it. <laughs> Anna, are are you you? I know you love talking smack as much as I do. Yeah, yeah, so, and
3: I think it's effing stupid that they've taken away the weekly. Um, there was. A line that KO said to Renee after Battleground, uh, she said something about watching it like she was a fan and his reply was, was, is it because they're taking away more and more of your duties? She's like, yeah, yeah, it is. It's, if, if touting smack is the only way we're going to get this, then sign me up. I didn't even know what tout was until Daniel Bryan introduced it into my life, but I'm all on board.
2: Jeff, you're gonna watch touting smack as soon as we're down here. Like okay. I have it loaded up on my computer as soon as we hang out. No, I'm I'm serious. I I, I had this when you started bringing it up and You said I'm gonna go watch this as soon as I go. I go. I'm just waiting for you to cut us off so I can hit play. <laughs> um, look, if, if 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 it's nothing but either Daniel Bryan trolling superstars to cut realistic promos or people browbeating Renee. That, that's all I want out, out, out of this show because cause there's nothing funnier to me than watching Renee Young get flustered and watching Daniel Bryan troll superstars. I, I think that those were the two charming things about talking smack.
1: Yeah, yeah, that, that, there was a lot of stuff about it that was really great because you got a chance to see... Uh, my favorite thing was nuance of, of characters. Like, um, I can hate um, the Usos for being so vicious and beating up my favorite teams... But when they go on Talking Smack and they rap with Daniel Bryan, a.k.a. Sweet Beats, Sweet. <laughs> I can't help but smile. And so it's it, it creates like a, a gray area for the Usos where I can root for them because I know who they are in real life. As a, But think to myself, guys, you're going too far in the ring when you're beating somebody down. Like there's that as opposed to just saying black and white. Everybody who went on felt like they had a little more area of... The first time Jinder Mahal went on Talking Smack was like, all right, well, maybe I'll give you a chance. And then since then, they would be like, no, 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 you can't be Gray Area anymore. you just got to be evil foreign guy. And it's kind of gone downhill for him since then. But I like that a lot, and I'm looking forward to seeing... Apparently, Chad Gable is as the guest tonight on the two-and-a-half-minute version of Touting Smack. Uh, so I, I wanted to see what he has to say. Of
3: course, um, the reveal that he's
1: um, Daniel Bryan's son. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure that will, they'll do that. Please do that. I want them to do that. Um, uh, okay, everybody. Uh, I wanted. I have to do my the plugs. I think um, that that Sean does throughout the show. I saved them to last. But the big one is tomorrow. Tomorrow, Sean Rossap will be in the Great White North in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, sitting side by side with Jimmy Van for the list and your boy. Will be the list and your boy in the same room at the same time. It's a seminal moment here at fightful.com. Um, uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning in and watching me stagger through this thing of hosting duties.
2: I want to thank uh, Jeff and thank Anna. You what? Yes, that's my name, Jeff.
1: Jeff and <laughs> Anna. I was, I was actually looking at my screen going, which one do I say <laughs> thank you to first? Jeff. At least you didn't call
2: it's okay. Of, oh,
1: that's true. Yeah, What's yeah. up with that? Sean. I, feel like, yeah, I could have called you, I don't know, Jason. That? Is it Jason Norton? I don't know. Um, <laughs> thank you both for, for, uh, for helping me through this um, uh, and for being our guest uh, every week. Um, do you guys want to put a little plug? I know,
2: Jeff, you've got Shake Them Ropes going on. Recording right after this, going over Battleground, Raw, SmackDown, and this is Rob's wedding week.
3: Ooh. So
2: this should be an interesting show to
3: nice. ate his hat for the wedding.
2: <laughs> he
1: might. It may be the case. Is, the, is there a hat shaped wedding cake? There better be, for God's sake. That was
2: a it's a missed opportunity, if not. <laughs> I'm Anna, angry that Sean Rossap doesn't drink coffee because he doesn't get to experience the wonder of Cuban coffee up in Canada. What, what is he gonna do there? That's different. I mean, maybe Tim Hortons, maybe he has a donut or something, but <laughs> yeah, if he has a donut fetish.
1: I don't know. He may. Um, Anna, where can they find you uh, on the social medias?
3: at Anna Bowett, Bauer, B-A-U-E-R-T, and I have a, a Lost Glow audition up on my Twitter page if you'd like to have a quick laugh
1: at me. <laughs> it is. It's, it's quite fun. Um, it. <laughs> uh, once again, um, thank you all for tuning in. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Lana. I mean, Anna. And um, uh, yeah. we are
2: out.